0: Do you know how to align your faith with your finances? Hi, this is Rich Robertson, President and CEO of the Lutheran Church Extension Fund. Whether you're looking for faith-based financial solutions or ministry resources to guide your growth, we offer the services you need without forfeiting great rates. Lutheran Church Extension Fund offers borrowing solutions for rostered church workers and congregations, support services for unique ministry, and investment products that serve the church. Learn more at lcef.org. Divorce affects every aspect of your life, emotional, spiritual, and physical. According to Donna Pyle, author of Without This Ring, it feels like amputation without anesthetic. Probably the hardest part to grasp about the whole process of divorce is is wondering what happened to the person you thought you married, the plans you made together, and the dreams you shared. You ride a mental roller coaster between desperation and revenge. Without this ring, surviving divorce provides clear steps for dealing with each stage of grief and transition from a biblical standpoint, as well as guidance from embracing and taking steps toward the new life God has already prepared for you. My guest today is Donna Pyle, author of Without This Ring, Surviving Divorce. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries, and your host for today's program. Welcome, Donna. Thanks so much for being my guest today.
1: Thank you for having me, Kay. It's wonderful to be here.
0: Well, your book is... Wonderful without this ring surviving divorce. But it wasn't wonderful for you to have had to go through a divorce. Um, And I'm so thankful that you wrote this, though. There's so much helpful information for those going through a divorce. Tell us why you wrote it, first of all.
1: Well, that's the goal. I I think there's a, a huge gap in Christian resources and how to get through divorce and how to do that well. And what I mean well is we're dealing with grief. We're processing it, you know, through the word and through prayer and with the goal to get better and let God heal us in order to be still bear fruit in his vineyard. And there are so many people who don't go through divorce well. And I've seen that and it just breaks my heart. And it's not easy, but there is a good way to do it and come out whole and healed.
0: Good. Well, tell our listeners what happened to you Uh, the title of that chapter is, What in the World Happened?
1: Right. Well, uh, my husband and I had uh, dated for six years, got married. We're married for 13 years, so we were together for 19 years. And um, one day, I discovered he was having multiple affairs. And um, it had not been the first time that I'd found out he was having an affair, but we had worked through that. And this time, it was just, you know, seven years later, it was So much more and so many more women, I was like that I can't I can't do this because, you know, you have a real risk of with the kind of people he was involved in of me contracting HIV or AIDS Mm -hmm. and dying. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I just can't stay committed to someone who's not committed to protect my life, you know, and so I just uh, that was it. That was really it. And it was very heartbreaking uh, because, you know, you get married, you don't ever, ever put divorce on the table. And I always said that it was off the table. And it's just heartbreaking to have to go through that. But the way I look at it, so many people look at divorce and think both parties wanted it, you were tired of each other. Well, that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of times where people, men and women, are blindsided. And uh, there's just, um, you know, you can't hang on to someone who just wants to run And lead a different life, and you just have to face that.
0: Mm -hmm. And so, you did go through a divorce. Yes. Um, Tell us just a little bit more about some of your emotions, especially in those first days and weeks.
1: Well, it's just a roller coaster, you know. First of all, you're like, "Is this really happening?" You know. Actually, it's it's kind of funny not funny, but not funny. Is we were so busy in church, and you know, he was an elder, we're worship leaders, you know, and it's like, how did he? find the time? You know, it's one of the questions, oddly enough, that kind of surfaced. It's like, we were so busy together. How in the world did all this other go on? And I'm not casting stones. That's just kind of the question that was running through my mind. But it's just hard, heartbreaking. And, you know, we didn't have children and he just kind of wanted to get on with a different life. And so by the time I found out to the day we were actually divorced, it was only like four months. And so We were divorced before some people found out what was going on, and it was just heartbreaking.
0: In your book, you also share a lot of stories about other people that have gone through a divorce, and I think that's very helpful, too. Um, But your book is always focused on our relationship with Jesus Christ and the uh, details related to some of the things we have to go through. So you talk about forgiveness. It's a process, not a destination. Tell us what you mean, what you share in that uh, part of the book.
1: Well, I think the bottom line on that is, first of all, it's hard to discern when God's actually worked forgiveness in us. Like, how do we know when that has happened. And I think one of the best things came from one of my pastors in a sermon. He wasn't even talking to me personally. It was just a sermon. And he said, you know, you have forgiven when you're more sad about who they've become than what they've done. Mm. And I realized that I had actually been able to forgive my ex-husband and didn't even know it. But when I realized, it's not a one-time, like, forgiveness and you're done and healed. You know, there's the scar is there. You know, we can't erase a scar and we can't forget what happened. But how we process through that makes a difference. And it is a process. It's not a one-time destination. I'll, I'll probably process parts of that the rest of my life. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Sure. And forgiveness is never easy, especially when it's a situation like you went
1: through. Right. And I think the hardest thing is taking the first step to determine, you know, I'm not going to live in anger and bitterness. Mm-hmm. That, that's not living. That's not even surviving. Yeah,
0: yeah. You mention in the book, and you don't talk a lot about this in the book, but I found it interesting that you didn't become a Christian until you were an adult. And and so uh, you have been on a journey to know Jesus Christ and know his word since that time. But this journey through divorce, certainly one of the things that you continue to come back to is you have to immerse yourself in God's Word. Talk a little bit about the importance of that and also your faith journey, Donna.
1: Well, immersing yourself in the Word is, I mean, that's truth. In a world full of gray, that, that is truth, and that will get us through. Um, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It hurts, you know, convicts and heals. But it's interesting because my ex-husband actually is the one who got me into church. Oh. And so when people come up to me nowadays, especially family and friends who who saw me just devastated for a while and they were so mad they're like why did God even let you get married and why did this happen and I was like wait a second God used him to lead me to him
0: Mm.
1: and so there's a reason for everything Mm. and looking back I wouldn't change anything because I'm a different person today and I've learned so much he's made me so much stronger Um, I really wouldn't change anything but the faith process it it makes a huge difference it really does because when you know that Jesus has your back no matter what, you can get through anything.
0: Absolutely. Well, you talk a lot about uh, anger, releasing the beast instead of caging it. What do you mean by that? And how do we work through our anger when these type of situations come upon us?
1: Well, it's it's directly tied to forgiveness. I mean, because when we're angry and bitter, we are not walking toward forgiveness. And I was just anger at just the collateral damage, not just me and my marriage, but the people he hurt and the people at church. I mean, he walked away from a whole church and ministries and people that loved him. And, you know, I had to see all that and he didn't see any of it. And that was a really hard thing to see people's hurt and confusion and deal with that hundreds of times, you know. Um, But anger, yeah. And that's just part of the grieving process. What I tried to do is pretend I wasn't angry, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so I tried to keep the beast in a cage, and it just didn't work because at the slightest provocation, it would roar to the surface and scorch everybody around me. And I thought, okay, we have to deal with this. And I didn't know how to. Mm -hmm. And so I actually did get uh, professional Christian counseling for the first time in my life because they can get a helicopter view of the hurricane I was in, and all I could see was the debris.
0: You talk about processing grief, surviving the emotional F5 tornado. I think that's what you're talking about. And um, most people say there are five stages of grief. Uh, Let's talk about each one briefly and how you dealt with that as you went through your divorce.
1: I think the most surprising thing for me about grief was the fact that it's not linear. I thought you go through the stages and you get to the end and you're done. Mm-hmm. Well, the deal is, every time something new came up, it would throw me back to the beginning of denial. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, that's not really true. That that can't be the truth, you know. And it just goes, you know, it's like a constant cycle. And I think the, the lady who counseled me, um, she was so patient because I'd say, okay, when are we done? When are we done? When are we done? <laughs> when is this counseling done? It uh-huh. took a year. Um, but grieving is hard, but you've got to go through that, because until we grieve the wounds that divorce has caused us, we're not going to understand what God has allowed us to forgive, you know, the hopes and dreams and, I don't know, children, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> it's it's a sad thing. Um, but you're right, there are five main stages. The first one is denial, and then you skip on over to anger, which is lovely, and then you go through bargaining, which is the if-then, like, if my spouse will blank, then I will blank, you know, try to make it work. Then you hit depression, and then you finally hit acceptance. And once again, it's just all back and forth depending on what happens, you know.
0: And it's not necessarily that you go through these one at a time. You can go back to anger when you, you thought you were already through it and accepting it, but those are just typical stages of grief,
1: Yeah, I felt like I was crazy sometimes because I would be mad about one thing and depressed about another aspect of it, and they were just different parts of the divorce that were in different parts of the grief stages. Mm -hmm. And so some days, I just felt like my head was spinning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You um, share so many personal stories in your book. You're very open and honest, and I, I appreciate that, and I think our listeners would too, especially that listener that maybe has just started this process of divorce. And I would guess, Donna, that it's ne- a never-ending process.
1: Well, there's certainly an end to divorce and an end to the heavy grieving and stuff. But there, I think there always will be um, emotional shrapnel, mm-hmm. and, and God can heal that as we go along. But... Um, I mean, for instance, I remember uh, a year after the divorce, I was headed up to a birthday party with my family, and I live in Houston, horrible traffic, and I was going over an overpass, and I tend to be kind of a crazy driver, so I get in wrecks (laughs) every now and then, (laughs) Uh (laughs) and I remember looking down on that packed freeway and thinking, who am I going to call? Mm. if I get into a wreck, and that was a year later, and I just started sobbing, and I could hardly see where I was driving. And I think that, you know, it's certainly lessened over time, but there's still things that pop up like that, that you just have to once again, hand it up to the Lord and forgive, or you're just going to start that anger root that we Mm -hmm. have to get rid of. Mm
0: -hmm. Very
1: much so, yes.
0: So um, you also have a chapter, The Vital Roles of Counseling and Scripture. You've already touched on that a little bit, but talk a little bit more about the importance of the Christian counselor and what uh, someone that's considering counseling should look for in a counselor and why it's often very important to do.
1: Well, the first thing I would say is absolutely they need to be a Christian counselor because their foundation is the Word, and that's the only foundation where we're going to find true healing. And so if you don't have a Christian counselor, that needs to change immediately. We need to go find a Christian counselor. And if you're a woman, I strongly suggest that it's a female counselor because I I remember I did not trust men. Even men I had known, my pastors a long time, I did not trust him because it was a man, mm-hmm. and that's who had hurt me. Mm-hmm. And so I strongly recommend female counselors if they're available because you're sharing very vulnerable um, things, and, you know, we're human. There's, there's a way there. Maybe there, there could be an attachment form that's inappropriate. And so just to avoid all that, to be able just to get through it honestly and wholeheartedly without distraction, I would say go with a woman if you are a woman.
0: That's good advice, and that's some of the things that I share with people too because we often refer people to Christian counselors. We interview many Christian counselors on a variety of topics. I want to uh, transition, make a few announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking to Donna Pyle about her book, Without This Ring, Surviving Divorce. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet surviving divorce. To request it, call the Family Shield Response Center 1-877-250-8416 or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Don't forget to give us your complete name and address. We will mail that booklet to you. We also want to welcome our 54th radio station, K-A-G-R 92.1 FM in South Central Nebraska now also carries Family Shield. We're glad you're listening to Family Shield. Why not consider putting Family Shield ministry into your will or estate? We can send complimentary booklets that explain numerous ways you can do this. Most people want to give the majority of their estate to their family But many also like to put a favorite nonprofit ministry into their estate to receive 5 or 10% of it, or whatever percentage you desire. For more information, contact your lawyer or let us connect you to an LCMS Foundation counselor that specializes in estate planning in your area. If you're a Thrivent Financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield Ministries. Go to the Thrivent website, www.thrivent.com, then slash Thrivent Choice, or call them 1 800 847 4836. Remember, you must sign up or re sign up on a regular basis. We love to hear from you. Send a note telling us how the program topic and guest has equipped you and helped you grow in faith. You can contact us at Family Shield Ministries. P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. Now I want to go back to my program with Donna Pyle, Without This Ring, Surviving Divorce, Christ-Centered Steps Toward Hope and Healing. I think that's kind of the core of your book, Donna, Uh, Christ-Centered Steps Toward Hope and Healing. How do those that have gone through a divorce find hope and healing?
1: Well, that is only found in Christ, only in Christ alone. He is, he is our hope and mercy and grace and forgiveness and salvation and, and everything else that we need. Um, apart from Him, we are not going to be well and we're not going to be healed. We may think we are, but I think it'll come back to bite us.
0: Absolutely. And um, we were talking about counseling, but the chapter that I was referring to talks about the vital roles of counseling and scripture. Your book is full of God's Word. Tell us just a few of your favorite Bible verses and why they're in the book.
1: Well, I think the one that got me through the most was Psalm eighteen sixteen to 18 where it says, you know, God looked down for me on high, and He reached down for me and rescued me when the waters were rising. You know, I think that's a picture of when we're in divorce and going through all that stuff, you just feel like you're drowning. And it was such a picture of God rescuing me and putting me on His rock and knowing that everything was going to be okay. And Scripture is throughout the book because, you know, I just buried my nose in Scripture. I had to be reminded of how much I was loved because I felt very discarded and unlovable and unloved, no matter how much people around me did it. That was something that God had to do in me, almost to to remind me that I'm worthy of being loved. Mm-hmm. And I just, I remember getting a journal and it's full from front to back. I went through scripture and wrote down every single verse on how much he loves and protects and guides. And it's a cherished, um, it's a cherished journal from that time.
0: That's awesome. You also talk constantly about prayer. You have uh, Acts uh, and almost every chapter, if not every chapter, talks about the need to pray. Uh, Tell our listeners uh, the the acronym ACTS, what what it means, and how you connected it into these chapters.
1: Well, I think a lot of people um, learn that as new Christians. Of course, I learned it later in life. But it's adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And adoration, I mean, when we start out thanking God for everything we have first, it kind of helps put things in perspective for the rest of the prayer time. Then we confess, you know, thoughts, actions, deeds, whatever it is. Uh, we thank Him for um, everything He's given us in our life, and then we ask Him finally at the end what it is we need, whatever that is.
0: And again, just the, not only Scripture, but praying to the Lord for guidance and direction. Absolutely. Yeah, because He's
1: a safe place. You know, yeah, I can go horizontally and dump all that you know, garbage on my friends, but, you know, they're not going to be able to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I went to God in prayer and, and kind of dumped that, there was like emotional vomiting, if you, if you will. (laughs) When I put that there, I knew it was in a safe place and it was just between me and the Lord and he was going to do with it what he needed to, to heal me.
0: We're going to talk about more, but I wanted you to share what you did with your wedding ring, maybe at the beginning and then what happened later because that was very touching to me and I think it's a great idea for others.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, at first, I mean, I I just knew that it, you know, after I found everything out and it was so many women and so much darker and a double life, I just knew that we were not going to make it. And so I gave my wedding ring to uh one of my pastors and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, what God's going to lead me to. Just keep it until I figure it out. And after the divorce was over, um, he was actually the one that preached the sermon about, you know, you know you're forgiven um, kind of thing. And um, as soon as he preached that sermon, I went back to him and I said, I I need my wedding ring back. I know what I'm going to do with it. And I took it to a local jeweler and had him uh, transform it into a cross. And I wear it on my right hand, and it has all the diamonds from my Wedding ring, and it's it's actually really beautiful. But I wear it on my right hand now, um, not just to remind me to forgive one person, but everyone who hurts me, and to remind me how much God has forgiven me. And I tell you what, that ring in the grocery store line or in a library or whatever has sparked conversations that, I mean, I've had people say, that's that's a really beautiful ring, I'll say, well, it used to be my wedding ring, but now I changed it to a cross to remind me to forgive. Mm-hmm. You would be surprised how many people just will start crying and open up their stories Mm -hmm. to me in the middle of a shopping mall. Mm -hmm. And so God is using that as ministry, and it's just stunning to me.
0: Wow. That is great, because I've never heard anybody doing that before, and I, I love the idea, but especially that it focuses on forgiveness. So that's great. You have many other chapters in the book, Uh, practical tips for managing your home and finances. You know, so many things when someone gets a divorce have to be learned. Um, A lot of women maybe don't do certain things in the home and don't do their finances by themselves. So tell us just a few of the suggestions you have in that section of your book.
1: Well, the the first thing I had to come to realize is that God will give me the brains or give someone to me who does know that in my life somehow, whether it's family or church friends, to figure things out. But yeah, managing finances... um, you know opening up your checking and savings and getting utilities in your own name again and setting a budget all that stuff but as far as the home goes it was like oh we actually have to schedule maintenance for the air conditioning unit and wait there's homeowners association dues what are those you know <laughs> it was just all this stuff you know like my car oh the the battery needs to be done stuff too and the oil changed and the lawn has to be mowed. You know, wow, I got a lot of exercise, which was fantastic. <laughs> but it's stuff I, I I saw him do, but it's one of those things I just took for granted. Sure. And so I had to learn those things. But you know what? I learned it because I was like, you know, God ha- allowed me to keep this house and, and has blessed me with whatever I need. So I'm going to learn this, by golly. And I did. And he gave me smart people around me to help me.
0: Good. good. Well, let's talk— uh, about the role of your church and faith family that's so important uh, to anyone going through any kind of problems, but especially for you specifically. You've talked a little bit about that already, but just a little bit more about why the role of the church and faith family is so important.
1: Well, it is important. It's just... um to me, it was a salve to my soul, because when you're standing there, worship on Sundays, because a lot, a lot of times my husband and I would lead worship, and I, I attend a really large um, congregation down here in Texas, and so a lot of the songs that I heard, we led together originally, And but it was so nice to be able to instead be in the pew, in the middle of the Fellowship of Believers, and just actually pay attention to the words of the song, and let That assurance and blessing wash over me as He moved my heart to worship, you know, and just being surrounded by friends who I knew were there for me and provided kind of a buffer for people who wanted to ask uncomfortable questions and Mm -hmm. things like that. And I thought it would be hard to go back to church, and I I never stopped going. Um, I kept going to the same church. I'm still at the same church. But I just knew somehow that I needed that. That's where, to me, that's where God was, even though he's everywhere. But in that time, it's like, I have to go there. That That's a lifeline. And it was.
0: You know, statistically, many people that get divorced stop attending church. Maybe it's because they're not going with someone else. I don't know. But I know that that is very normal. But you mentioned your husband leaving the church. Normally, when there's a divorce the couple doesn 't stay in the same church, and do you know have any statistics or information related to that that they don 't always stay active in the faith
1: i, th- I don 't have accurate statistics because it changes every year, but it 's a pretty high percentage that decide that um you know they don't at least they don 't go to the same church mm-hmm. because the stigma the guilt, the shame, whatever it is but you know what a church is for broken people, and that 's sure all of it is. Us. and I just kind of was kind of feisty about it. You know, (laughs) I was (laughs) like, if anybody wants to ask me questions, bring it on, because I'm here and I know I need to be here. And uh, so I I can get feisty. But it's a good thing, actually, because it helps you realize who asks you questions because they're genuinely concerned and who asks questions just to feed the gossip chain. And God gives you that wisdom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What else would you like our listeners to know?
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Learning to trust again, maybe?
1: Well, I just—I guess I just want them to know that you're going to make it. You know, when you rely on the Lord and submit everything to Him and listen to Him in prayer and His Word, you're going to make it. He, he's going to heal your heart, and you're going to be whole again. And But you have to trust Him, and it may be a long time. Keep after the forgiveness, and, and keep after Jesus, because He's keeping after you.
0: That's a wonderful way to conclude the program. Again, my guest has been Donna Pyle. She's the author of many books, but this one is uh, Without This Ring, Surviving Divorce, Christ-Centered Steps Toward Hope and Healing. And I would recommend it. It has so much more than we had time to talk about, but it is really uh, a book that will help you or someone you love that's going through a divorce. And uh, I want to mention again, we're, giving, we're not giving away her book. Sometimes people misunderstand. We're giving away a booklet called Surviving Divorce. And if you'd like to receive that, call our response center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness to family at gmail.com. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Learn more about Family Shield on our website at www.. FamilyShieldMinistries.com. And don't forget you can sign up for our email newsletter that will be emailed to you, no charge, at least once a month that gives you the topics, the guests, and devotionals and other um, events that we might be having that you would be interested in. Thanks for listening.